Okay, good evening. We have two things to cover. First, I want to go over the remainder of the Shiloh from Naftali's words from last night, and then the last two lines of this Messias Hashem in front of you, and then we will continue to develop the overview of the Sugya, Nagea to the brokers and the other industries. Uh, Nagea to the Bichsa Terra, we discussed last night, as I mentioned, the Rishainim, many Rishainim, perhaps most Rishainim, hold that we're dealing with a Bracha Daresa. And the follow-up question was, can you make the bracha for him over the phone if you're learning with a Torah mate or a chavusa, whatever you want to call them? And he's open to it. takes another 20 seconds. Can you do it over the phone? So a very brief chazara of the main machlekes. We had a four or five-hour shear on this. I believe it was uh, two yamtevim ago about the halachic and technical aspects of the microphones and the telephones. There are two main shitas. We'll call it Group A, Rav Moshe, Group B, or Shlomo Zalman. There are many achronim on both sides. Rav Moshe held that there's a good svara. He didn't go with it l'chatchila because he wasn't 100% sure, but he argues a very good svara to say that you can be made see somebody over telephone. Today it would be over Zoom, over Skype. Uh, over whatever medium you're using, kosher with your filters and accountability programs and the like. And despite the fact, I believe the Rav Meisha was aware of the possibility, which is the Metzius. It's evolved over many different types of technology, but it's still the Metzius. It's a recreation of the voice. Obviously, the voice is not traveling over a wire. 7,000 miles in one second from Yushalayim to New York and to Tokyo. So it's a recreation of the voice. Ramesha held it was a distinct possibility. It doesn't make a difference. Why? The <coughs> Svara, which Ramesha mentions, when I speak and you're hearing me over here, there are sound waves that are being affected and pushing sound waves and getting it to your ear in no time. And... The no time now is for the people over here in different states, different counties. There's kemat, zero differential. And Ramesha says it doesn't make a difference as long as you can hear it, that it's not distorted. Any time is that blowing shafer in a bar is because it distorts it and it's an echo. This is in real time, and you recognize it. Most of the time you call up, is that you, Chaim? Sometimes you're not sure. Because, you know, many people, sometimes they sound the same, but most of the time you get it, certainly as he continues talking. And Ramesha holds that there's a possibility it's okay. He has a tshuva about Kriyas Megillah, which is not the Rabbanon, but not the Rais either. It's coming up. Divrei Kabbalah by day. Peneshu and others hold at night is the Rabbanon. By day is Divrei Kabbalah. Divrei Kabbalah doesn't mean Zahir. It means Pasuk in Nach which is higher than the Rabbanon, lower than the Dereza, and the Ranhol suffix, Divrikabola, is the Chumba, which means if you're not sure if you spaced out, you might have missed a word, you've got to catch up. So that's more than the Rabbanon that Ramesha talks about elsewhere in the Messiah um, in the Lower East Side. There were many older women, Amanas, who couldn't really leave their apartment and wouldn't leave the apartment and weren't comfortable having somebody come. What do you do with Abdullah? Abdullah's a Dindra Rabbanon, if it's a Chiv at all for women. Uh, but we assume there is, and we assume it's the Rabbanon, and therefore they can't get out. Ramesha Balpet told them, based on the Svar, that they can be Yetzi. 
it's much better to be in a makam where you can be Yetzi in real time. And Ramesha discusses this far back and forth. Lamaisa, he was makeup by the Rabbana, and by Kriyas Megillah, he also says that Sad Lahokal, and possibly even by Daraisa, but there's Havdalah, Kriyas Megillah, and then Birchlater, which might be Daraisa. It's a suffix where there's Daraisa, but it's serious. I wouldn't do it, Lamaisa. Rather, prompt him if the partner of the Chavusa is willing to say it and have him say it with his transliteration or repeat after you and say Ado and prompt him because Ashram Azamin argues very, very clearly and forcefully not taking sides, just say he says that it's a different, it's not your voice and it's a Panam Chatash's Bolakan has no Shaykhis and therefore he feels you should not be Yetzir, not Rabbanon's different Kabbalah, the race says nothing so, one second, we'll get to the Amen in a moment. So, Shlomo Zaman argues, so many are like Shlomo Zaman, and Shlomo Zaman had a very, very clear understanding of electricity, but I don't think that should necessarily sway it over here. So, Moshe also understood that it wasn't your voice. And Moshe said it didn't make a difference. However, the mechanics work. Of course, the recreation of the voice. So, I, I'm not... An, the truth is written but afterwards saying, well, we should go to Shlomo Zaman over here because Shlomo Zaman was the Rashka Mahagam electricity. I don't really understand why that has any role over here. The Shaila is the Lumdas. Is the Shemeika in, uh, based on your voice? So then everybody has to admit it's not your voice, it's a recreation of the voice. Or is the guy who is talking getting his voice over to the other end of the state, ocean, globe, planet? And it sounds like him, and it's not distorted. So, and Rabbi Moshe, if it is distorted, we might have a problem. We might have a problem for Tkeshev, Tkeshev, for our microphone's not Nagea, it's Yantif. So it's only Kriyas and Megillah. So I think the Shaila's more in Lumdis than in the Mitzis, even though Rabbi says at the beginning, it was an early Truva that he's not sure about the Mitzis either. But I can't imagine that from that Truva, before that Truva, and after that Truva, nobody would mention Rabbi Moshe is not his voice, because no one would have to. Of course it's not his voice. There's nobody in there. The wire is very thin. So why does so, real time <laughs> That's not a... What? Why is real time such a significance? So, the, real time, the echo aspect, because I think during that shir, so I remember it was like two years ago, Sukkis, we were giving a series of the shirim, and there was somebody here from uh, California, happened to be visiting for Yantiv, and he told me that by the Siamashas, that's something two Simashas ago, and it was the first time they used satellite, and there was a few second delay, and it was a bit muffled, but it was, it was good. It just it was on the West Coast, and they didn't have uh, a direct feed as direct it is now. So if it's Tkia Shafer and it's muffled, that's a problem. It has to be the actual thing, and maybe it would play a role here, but that's not the. Our, our technical issue today is non existent. The voice is very clear. So, so then it boils down to the Lumbus. What? No, so recording is not somebody, everybody says Shemekain is somebody is being made to you now. So nobody holds a recording would work. The Shaila is the Amen. The Amen is not a Shaila by the recording either. There's no Amen, there's no Shemekain, there's nothing. How now now is a Shaila, but once you have that delay, it's probably a little distorted also. That's only to get to somebody calling you from Mars, and I don't know anybody from Mars California who wants to be made to see somebody in California. He said even then it was like a newer thing, and it was just a second. You could tell. It was slightly delayed. The Shaila is the Amen. Is it the same Sugya? So Ramesha says you can slash should say Amen. Three different Svaras over here. Very fast. I'm doing a very quick recap and a long Sugya. Ramesha holds is a good Svara to say you can actually be Yetzir Shemekainah. So then the guy's making a bracha even if it's not being made to you. You can answer Amen because you answer Amen. Anybody make a bracha when you're standing there? 
Number one. Number two, the Shul in Alexandria and the Gemara Sukha raised flags. And they didn't hear the bracha, clearly. They didn't hear anything. They just raised the flag, and the flag was pretty quick. That's not an Ahmed Yasayma. That means the guy has to have quick reflexes. You want to know about timing. It had to like raise the number of flags. So, and the worse. guy in the back. Why does it have to be number one? I don't know how many sections there were. Okay, one time, but. It's faster than, than sound. It depends how fast the guy's reflexes are. The guy has to hear it from the Shlid Zebra. Shlid Zebra wasn't raising the flag. He's right there. He's right there. Is it? How, how, how fast is the. How fast is the. Well, he's got to hear it. Raise the flag. Can't raise it too early. It'll be Rami Khatufa. And he's got to raise it, and they got to register. That's all that is faster than the speed of sound? We know it's coming. I think it's simultaneous. He knows, he, he knows the but it worked. Okay. It worked. I, I don't know if there's any differential that, that is, uh, you could perceive, but they did it. So Shlomo Zaman, uh, I thought, again, I'm not taking his eyes, was the Chiddush of Shlomo Zaman says, that was the Shiloh with Madison Square Garden and the uh, Javits Center. We weren't there, and the screen was on. I remember we started my screen was on. The guy said, Baruch, I forgot to cut the screen. And then 20,000 people <laughs> said, Baruch, and we realized afterwards, uh oh. Okay, there's what to be Samechan. Why did you have the Shulam Zanje? It was real time. What's the problem? This happens all the time. So Shulam says that's only when they're in the same place, not when they're in two different places. Shulam Zanje is very big. So the guy in row 652 was, I don't know, it was very big, but they were in the same stadium. Java Center is many blocks down, the Madison Square Garden, 34th, and whatever. It's a, it's a good three minute walk. It's a different building, a different Malcolm. And Rosh Hashanah says, You can't answer how many holds, you can't be met anybody. We're being met anybody. He said, Baruch. So we try to answer Baruch. It wasn't being met We had our own. Actually, it's Eber. It just forgot to cut it three seconds earlier. They cut it right away. <laughs> so, uh, so, can you answer Ramesh? So, Ramesh says, based on the technology, he might be able to admit to you. Even if you can't, Shulam's Alexandria, they answered Ramesh. They weren't necessarily Yetzi with the Shulit Eber. And number three, Ramesh, interestingly enough, holds something Amin is Lahumra. Sorry, Baruch Lahakal. But Amin Lahatal is also an issue. But it's not enough of an issue. And if you have a suffix, then you have enough of a reason to be Tom Suffolk to answer Ramesh. So Amesha holds, you should zuch answer Amen on the phone or over the video. Shlomo Zalman says no to both for two different reasons. He said the voice of recreation of the voice, and no, but the flag is no worse. He didn't hear the guy at all. So he says you got to be in the same makom. It's a separate chiddush. And halacha lemaisa. So what do you do when, I don't know what happens in your house, but somebody must have a video that we can't find in our house. Because no matter what time I start Havdalah, and I get home from the shul here sometimes an hour after my roof. I don't walk in. That's how many people, Baruch Hashem, have a quick Shiloh with a long answer. Uh, that's fine. It's wonderful, as a matter of fact. Kavaldik. But Havdol is always a different time in the house. And every time I can say, Hine Kael, it's like magic. Hine Kael, I get the phone to ring. And no buttons. So I, most people are trained in the house not to pick up the phone during Havdolah. And it keeps ringing and ringing, and once in a while, they thought I was about to stop, but it didn't really start, because it happens I have a lot of false starts also, depending on who's in the room and who I thought was in the room. And they'll pick up, and then it's new, 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 and they'll listen. So what do you hear there? That's uh, Shai Lif Naivir, according to Shlomo Zalman, because you're tempting the guy to answer Amen. So it's not so bad, so Amesha holds you should answer Amen. But this Shai comes up all the time. <laughs> And you could be watching uh, uh, Hassan on Zoom and listening to... Bro- this is a very common shayla. 
That's a very important. The Amen's one machlekes, and the being Metsi people is a, is even a more serious machlekes. The Shaila whether you actually were Yetzi. So I wouldn't suggest it. Why start up if you if the guy's willing to take out the time, get him to say it. I know there are people who are willing to take out the minute and have you say it, but if he's on the phone and you're not watching him, is he listening, is he not listening? If it's on Zoom, at least you could stare him down and uh, hope that he's listening, but then you could prompt him also, let him say it. I would, I would advise that, yes? Sometimes people uh, will make a dollar for like a Rambam or something. Well, that's when you walked in just a minute after we spoke about the poor ladies in the Lower East Side, so you'll, and you, I assume you chazam when you get home. You'll, uh, you'll catch the beginning, and yes, they're relying on Ramesha, and Ramesha held the, they could do it. Okay. That is the God of the Birsa Terrace, and I've told you that was the second question I didn't get to last night. And now, if you go to your Messias Asharm, I want to cover the last two lines, where he said that if you're dealing with a Ramai, or a potential situation where the guy needs you to trick him, is it better for his own good and his Ruchnius? Ask a Shaila before you decide that. Uh, take a look at, we'll start three lines at the bottom. Af al um, two, three words in. What we're going to focus on over the next week. It's got to be solely for his own good, in his best interest, not in his good interest. Only. Unless the guy's out to get you or somebody else and you're trying to stop him. Which is what Yaakov did with Esav and with Lovin, by the way. Lovin changed the deal a hundred times and he still came out wealthy. May Hashem Yetzadavar literally needs some of the flaws. The model told him how to do genetic engineering. We had a share in that once why that wasn't uh, usher. It wasn't because it was a uh, Malach telling him to do it, but it wasn't usher anyway because he just told him the secret of the science. The Chushai, out of all of Tanakh, I found this very fascinating. Out of all the examples to give, these three words need Hezbollah. That's why I left it for now. Chushai Ha'arki Yechiach. And the Raya historically from Tanakh is Chushai Ha'arki. To remind everybody, who is Chushai Ha'arki? So David Melech, unfortunately, was caught extremely off guard Never happened in his life. This is Meshem Yasadava as part of the series of uh, Nisyanis and Kaparas and Einshim from already uh, Basheva, which technically wasn't Avera but didn't look good. And Avshalom, who had his own Bechira, not blaming it all on David, his own Bechira, and he decided to rebel. A very, very horrific uh, Parsha and Tanakh, which we spent a lot of time on in terms of the background, the psychology, the Musur, and the halachas involved. A severe violation to keep it of aim when you, that's not Stam rebelling against his father. He rebelled, it was an armed rebellion, and he, Bidech Hatev, would have gone and fought a war, in, which he will do, and kill his father, which Achitezel was trying to tell him to do. So Avshalom takes Yushalayim by surprise, and David HaMelech was such a tzaddik, he didn't want any battle in Yushalayim, because he didn't want the city to be hurt or destroyed. So he made a very quick decision, which Chazal praised him for, that he ran, and he ran without supplies, without food. Bazila Galadi had to come with wagon loads to just feed the people. And he took some armaments, but he ran. And 
the good news is his loyal supporters, Yayav, I know a lot of times I mentioned Yayav, I mentioned there were some issues there, but most of the time he did the right thing in protecting Malchus Beis David, and Yayav went with him, and Tav Malchizik, his men said, we're ready and we're coming with you, even though we have no food and we're running into the forest without any supplies. But he said, we're not staying here and staying in the fort and defending Yushalayim. Yayav David is a pretty fortified place. He could have done that. He didn't want to do it. So he basically left, Shalom came in, sat in the throne. Right away, they're getting ready for the big meeting. And Achitaifel's mastermind this whole thing. What he had in mind is his own agenda. This is a classic, it's interesting, he's bringing Hushayarki. You want a great example, the greatest example of an Eitzarah, somebody's being over and Lefnever and many other things? Is Achitaifel. Because he's telling Shalom, this is what you got to do. And he's, he's me'ayat from the whole. Shalom never would have dared to do this despite all his tremendous talent and physical uh, advantages. He had a lot of milas. He was every inch a ruler, which is why he wanted to be a ruler. The only problem is Hashem said not so, and he found out his kid brother was going to be king, like the young Shlomo Melech. And he's not the only one with this issue. Adani had the same problem. They're both wrong, and soon to be dead wrong, unfortunately. So Achitaifa was pushing and pushing and pushing him, and as soon as David Amal vacated the premises, he started uh, holding a meeting, and he said, okay, Get the army together, whoever you have. And he had a half of Klaizal, more than half of Klaizal, with him. And he said, attack right away, your father's caught off guard. Which is a bit of a chiddish, but David Melech was very good at warfare and strategy. He was never caught off guard before. And the truth is, he was caught off guard. And Achitofel was right, because Achitofel was always right. That was the problem. And at David's camp, they find out, as the people are separating, going with him and going with, uh, staying with Avshalom, Somebody tells David Melch the very bad news, and this couldn't be worse. The first news was they um, just left the city without supplies, and they're being chased, and his son's rebelling against them. It can't get worse than that. And then they told him Achitofel's masterminding the rebellion. It just got worse, because the man was a super genius, and he was never wrong. So David Melch, who is very smart also, and has yet the Shmaya, all depends at the end of the day if Hashem's on your side, so don't worry about a thing. You don't have to be the smartest person there. You just have to daven hard. So uh, David Melech calls in Hushe Arki, who was one of his very talented advisors, one of his close men in the circles. And he tells him, look, I don't know what's going to be, and I'm about to send you on a very dangerous mission, but you need to run right away back to them. The dust is just settling, and everybody's from. So I don't know who's on whose side. So they know you're from my inner circle, but so is Avshalom. <laughs> my son and so is everybody else run back right away pretend like you never started coming along with us and just get yourself into the advisory committee and Hushaki says it's very dangerous because if they um, if they're convinced that he's still on David's side they're going to kill him on the spot so he said okay what do I do he says I have no idea I don't know what Achitofel is planning but I'll tell you one piece of advice whatever he says do the opposite Suggest the opposite. It's amazing. He had no clue what he's going to do because the whole thing's caught off guard. He had a chance to think about it. He said, but I know Achitofel's always right. So whatever he says, try to convince him the opposite, which is a tall order because nobody ever doesn't listen to Achitofel. So this is a very, very brief history. The Navi Sharma recorded. You can go back and hear the longer version. But he goes back, slips in, and now they're closing the doors, they're having their first meeting, and he's from the Chashuvah ear, so he's there. Avshalom looks around, he's trying to assess who's here, who's not here, who's a spy. And um, he looks around, he says, 
Uh, you, Mr. Hushai, uh, what are you doing here? I thought you were one of my father's closest men. That's a pretty dangerous question. If you start saying, um, to answer that question, you're in big trouble. But he's good, that's why he was chosen. And he said, of course I am. What better advisor would you have than your closest advisor to the family? I love your father, I'm here to serve you. That answer is such a good answer. It's like, sort of like a kasha, like why did David Melch leave with anybody? Avshalom, why were 60% of the people, 70% with Avshalom? The answer is they were thinking the same thing. What, they forgot everything David Melch did for Klai The answer is no, David Melch is not making a good choice for crown prince. We're going to support him. It's not an alphabet of David Melch. It was, but they convinced themselves it wasn't. So he said, I'm here to serve you. I served, served your father and everything's fine. What's the problem? So he said, okay, have a seat. And they started deliberations, and there were no deliberations. Achitaifel said, get the army together and attack t- tomorrow morning. So Chusha Aki, if you ever had a meeting with Achitaifel, just know what not to say. So he was smart enough, we would get up, if we're here to sabotage, we would get up and say, that's wrong, that's nobody's talking about. They didn't say that. He said, Achitaifel's always right. He starts singing his praise. The man is brilliant, which he was. It's absolutely, he's always right. He says, it's unusual, but this is the first time I think that one could beg to differ. So Hashem was listening. He says, why? He says, well, let me just remind you, your father is one of the best warriors in Klai Israel, hasn't lost a war yet, came from nothing, built himself up, and he's very angry now. Do you know what happens to people who attack angry bears? He didn't say Bezor Lashem, but picturing the conversation. He said, this is the worst time to do it. You don't have a standing army. You only have limited people. Wait a few weeks. Get the whole class all together because you're going to need all the people you can get. And then he's still going to be annoyed. But right now he's so upset. Then attack. And then maybe you'll have a chance. Achi Teufel um, probably went through the roof. He said, no, no, no. I, that's a good swear if you didn't know what I know. But... He's caught off guard. They don't know what hit them. Attack now with whatever you got. Achitel Fahab was 100% right. And Chushayake was 100% wrong, giving the worst advice possible. And the nace was that uh, Avshalom listened to Chushayake. Just to put in just a powerful musavert in defense of Avshalom, it's a little dangerous. Avshalom gets killed in the battle, but I can defend him as Chazal defend him. If you remember, he was riding along and he got stuck in the, his hair. He was a Nazir, he got stuck in the tree. And he was dangling for a second. The horse continued. Horses have a mind of their own. And uh, that's not a problem for Avshalom. He has like 25 daggers, swords, knives, whatever you want. So he quickly reflexed. He was about to cut himself down. Then Chazal said he saw Gehenim opening up. He understood that either he gets the Kapara now or he's in big trouble. And to his credit, he put away the knife. And Yoyev got there a few minutes later and did exactly what he wasn't supposed to do. And he killed him. Okay, he felt, speaking of overriding advisors, so he said, David Amalekh is his father. I understand he has mercy. This guy's dangerous for Klai Israel. He's got to be dead. Shaila's why he's wrong. David Amalekh never forgave him for that. He said, bring him back in chains, but bring him back alive. So I'll just, okay, so you'll look back and say, everything's been quoted. Don't tell stream. We'll get there. We spent a few weeks on this. Lamaisa, so now the Klai Israel did. He went to the lowest spot in Gehenna. David Amalekh had to keep saying his name and get him out. It was pretty bad what he did. Deep down, who in the right mind not going to listen to Achitefel? He a minute ago thought Chushayaki was a spy. He said, "No, I'm here to serve you. No problem. Just continue the meeting. Don't mind me. I'll chime in if we have something to say." And he's the only guy arguing with Achitefel. So, like, how many red flags do you need? And Achitefel's always right, and he was right over here. 
Why do you listen to him? So it was an ace. Hashem But I think what helped it along is the fact that Achitevel's order was attack right now, strike right now, and kill your father. And deep down, I didn't want to do that. Which I think is a... Still an ace. I'm not taking away from the ace, but I think that's Mestaber. So he didn't listen, and they waited a little bit, and that was enough for David to regroup and rearm and eat something. And then they had a major battle, which was over pretty quickly because Avshalom gets killed. Doesn't mean Yehovah's right, but he would have been killed or captured, but it was over. So, back to the Mesisa Sharm. Now that you have a refreshed memory of the background. So he brings this as the poster boy, so to speak, of this Sadiqa Sadeila, Marista's life, and was smart enough to say this without stuttering. And he convinced them. That's Lifneiver? So, Mesisa Sharm says, of course that's Lifneiver. He's an advisor. That's what the cabinet does. So he put it out. Okay, what do we do now? I need everybody's advice. So Achitevel said, go get him right now. Don't wait more than a couple hours. You got him. And Chushakia gives the worst advice possible for Avshalom, which for his Alam Haba is the best advice. So I find it interesting. He brings that as an example of stopping a Russia who's trying to do damage. And that's why it says, of course you can be over in He can do a lot more than be over in because Sakhan Safash for Klai Yisrael if he gets away with this. And he can be over on everything else aside from the Gimel Abayez Chamerus and Metzich is not even included. He can kill off Shalom if he had the chance to. But it's being, that is the example of it's Lefniver. It's a bad, horrible Eitzah, but it's Mutter because you've got to stop him. I find it interesting because I would have said it's not Lefniver because Klape Shamaya, which is the only thing that counts in life. What's the best thing for Avshalom? What's the best advice? His advice or Chetel's advice? His advice. Why is it Lefnever in the first place? So, that's like, I'm asking Akasha. I, I don't know exactly what to do with it because Mrs. Trump is not bringing it for that. He's bringing it to show if Russia's tries an evil agenda. You've got to stop some crazy and give bad advice. But not, he's not saying it's good advice, he's saying it's bad advice, but it's mutter. Bad advice for his physical self and not for his spiritual self. But if somebody asks you, should I open up, I have a great uh, buy-in to a franchise, uh, should I do it? So if he's asking me, I'd first ask him which franchise, and then give him business advice. He says, McDonald's. I said, it's usher. You can't do schayr with tray for animals. Possible chol, shayla with the gush and the uh, cheese, the different shayla, davar gush, the marashal. But he's got a problem with doing schayr. It's usher. So he said, can I show you the business model anyway? Not really. Yeah, let me show it to you anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I just want to see if I was even barking up the right tree. I look at the business models. And say, this is Gavaldic. What margins? This is Mamish Gavaldic. I just gave him the gates of hard to do it anyway. I have to give him advice that it's a good idea to go into if it's horrible for Zvuchni. So I don't think so. I think that will be the flavor of the Avera and a positive advice for the thing. But if it's a steer between the two, you've got to go with the Ruchnius. So... Why wouldn't that be bad advice? It could be that Mrs. Sharm agrees to this, but then why is this the best example out of all of Tanakh for stopping somebody where he gave him advice to stop him, but it was a good idea because, look, Hayat Hashem Tikser Hashem, we'll save David in many ways, but on paper you're trying to get something done here to save David and to get up Shalom either marginalized or dead, but certainly stop him from this horrible avera of killing his father and and wreaking havoc in Klai Yisrael with a war. 
so there are two things going on here. I'm just putting there. It's not a it's not a tufta, It's a kasha or a question. He's bringing as an example is you can give an etzara. I'm wondering why it's even an etzara. That's the kasha right now. Let's begin. We have a few minutes left, and now we will go to trying to apply some of these to the various industries, which is going to be a, um, a developing stories. I said I'd start with the various brokers first. I want to start with the, uh, but now might be the lesser of the two in terms of how common it is. Many years ago, there used to be many Jewish stockbrokers. There aren't too many stockbrokers today because the people are doing small-time trades. They just do it themselves. You can get advice from people. There are people who trade themselves and send out advice, send out newsletters and the like. But the actual broker still exists. Usually they're working for larger firms, and that's going to play a role over here. And even if you're not uh, trading securities or commodities, it's a great place to start to try to understand the, the general cloud and how to apply it. The one you saw, the Mrs. Trump told us clearly, is you have to give the guy not good advice, but the best advice. Nothing wrong with making a panas, I'm making commission. Tell them up front, this is what I'm making. And we know the broker, if it's a real estate broker, and tells you what commission he's making. And we'll see soon, often they tell you what they're making over here. Child is maybe not often enough, and we'll get to that. We're not here to attack the firm people involved or the industry per se, but there are some interesting chidushim over here. So for the few minutes we have, let me just throw out a couple of terms which... Actually, print out. I got uh, one of the many emails with some David Bressler, who's one of our regular listeners, and I forgot to ask him if he was a broker. Uh, so I'll find out because I see him in Passaic come to Shabbos also. But he sent an email just answering my original question about the various levels of responsibility. So we're going to quote from what he sent. The first one was a definition. We'll start with that fiduciary. So about eight months ago when we started the sugya, and I even mentioned there was a sugya about Marshall, Bavera, and Eitzara. So I think you're, you brought up the word, and I said, we'll get to it in many months. So we're getting to many months, and we're, we're getting to it. What does the word fiduciary mean, and how are they using it? So just the tight she takes from the Webster Dictionary. Fiduciary, of relating to involving a confidence or trust. Pretty strong. That's the assumed position of everybody who's a Shem and Mitzvah. Somebody's asking you advice. You've got to give him the best advice. That means he's trusting you to follow the din. Not bad advice and not even okay advice. The best advice. So that would fit in well. That means that every Yid, if they're answering the question, they can say, I don't know. If they're answering the question, they should automatically be a fiduciary. Held or founded trust or confidence. The vague definition says nothing of registering with the SEC. That's the Securities Exchange Commission, which is important because only investment advisors who are registered with the SEC or state regulators are obligated to act in a fiduciary capacity. That's already a big red flag, and that's just the first paragraph. That this is from uh, probably Investopedia or something like that. Uh, that's already a chidish nifla. That means whatever the other category is going to be, not everybody has to be a fiduciary. Well, Mrs. Sharm seems to have told us so far, and Mrs. Sharm, he keeps thinking of Muslim safer. It's, he's writing up Pialocha, the Ramam, everybody else. Nobody disagrees with this definition. Got to give the guy the best advice you can give for him. Well, that's what a fiduciary is. So far, so good. But 
they already started explaining that's a vague definition because the guy has to be one and not everybody requires it. Definition is not vague, it's very good. But the question is, what does the SEC require? And what's the requirement for a state regular? What's the requirement for a regular financial advisor? What's the requirement for an average broker? That's going to be the difficult shaylum. And we will um, save getting into the sugya for next Monday because um, probably have to repeat the first line anyway. So, Mitzvah Shem, tell your brokers that you're not putting in that $100 million investment just yet. You want to find out what they are. Have a good evening. Cultive. Uh, you can weigh in, by the way.